welcome to the Purpose and Profit Club podcast for nonprofit leaders, mission-driven creatives, and social entrepreneurs. Get ready to stop dreaming and start doing. Here, ideas become action. We prioritize purpose and profit. You ready? Let's go. Today, I want to answer the question, can it be easy? Can it be, can it really be easy to fundraise? Like, is that even a thing? Is that even possible? This conversation is inspired by a couple of different things I've been seeing around lately. So the first is um, a couple of social posts and a few podcasts that I've been hearing and really just this, this theme of fundraising is hard. Everybody knows it's hard. Everybody can agree that like there is a grind to it and asking for money is hard. And um, you know what? That's just part of that's just part of the deal. That's what we sign up for um, when we're in this world. That's what comes with it. And if you've been around me for a little while, you might see and read and hear me actually use the word easy, like let it be easy or do do something with ease. And part of the reason, and I bet I didn't used to use that word like even four years ago. And that's something that I worked on in my own business, in my own um, growth, is this idea of like, does it actually have to be hard? Does it actually have to be a grind? Um, And unlearning, undoing the conditioning that I thought it had to be. So let's kind of drill down a little bit of what I mean about how possibly fundraising could be easy, or at least not hard, right? Because if you think about fundraising at its core, maybe you're asking for an individual gift, or you're running some sort of campaign, or you're doing any sort of prospecting and outreach, at its core, like it's pretty simple. If we if we take the emotion out of it, it's pretty simple, you're asking somebody to fund your mission to fund a program to fund something, right? Your vision. And those are just like words. It's like a couple sentences. I was speaking with one of my clients recently. And one of the things we were talking about is the idea of that feeling really uncomfortable. And normalizing that like, yeah, asking for money often feels uncomfortable. And if you actually just think about it, Asking for money, like the actual conversation of asking a donor or prospect for uh to make a gift, to make a commitment, right? To to be a part of your world is like two sentences. It might take 60 seconds. If you are really painting the picture and casting the vision, it will take longer. But the actual part of it is actually really quick. But the before part of it, the lead up in our heads, whoo. That's the part that feels hard. That is the part that takes a long time because that rumination, that thinking, that what do I say? When do I call? What's the meeting? Where am I meeting? Who, what, when, where, why? And then rethinking the who, what, when, where, why? And then practicing and ruminating and delaying and all of that, like all of the preamble, all of that stuff, that is optional. And here's what I mean. Like that actually is a choice. So I'm going to give you a personal example. So when I built 
and created one of my first courses, like for the very first time and really got into this, this side of my business and figured it out and had my first webinar. The lead up to the webinar was very, very similar. It was like, oh my God, what do I say? What do, when do I say it? Is my Zoom going to work? Are all the links going to work? Are people going to show up? What if I forget to record? All of the thoughts, right? Like all of the preamble, the actual doing, inviting somebody to join a course, to buy a thing, to sign up for a thing of mine, right? Open their wallet. That takes like 60 seconds, you know? But the thoughts, like all of the feelings that came up ahead of time in weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks ahead of time, that's the part that's exhausting. When you kind of realize that and realize that you actually have power over it and kind of play out too the other side of it, that is literally when it becomes easy, like literally. And I do think there's something to be said for the muscle of, you know, you do something once, it's hard. You do something on the hundredth time, it's a lot easier just simply out of doing it, right? So, you know, the the hundredth ask you make is going to feel a lot easier than the second or third. But this idea of subscribing to the fact that like something has to be innately grinding and, and serious and hard because that's what fundraising is, like that's actually optional. That's actually could very much not be the case. One of the things that I kind of baked into my business a while back was this idea of lightness and fun. And that was on purpose. (laughs) That was because I was grinding. I was, you know, putting in the hours and doing all the things. And when you show up with a less, the word that's coming to mind is serious, but a less like make or break white knuckle attitude, you actually do have a lot more fun, by the way, and it is a lot easier. And when somebody says yes, it's a lot more celebratory. And when somebody says no, it's not like a the biggest hit to you and your ego and your self worth or anything like that. You're able to handle the no's with so much more um, ease. Ha! There's the word again, right? You're able to handle the no's and not make them mean like something specific about you as a person. And instead, the no is just a no, not right now. Or a no could be, I need more information. Or a no could be, hey, that was unclear. I mean, a no can mean a a thousand different things. But when you're not afraid of the no, it doesn't become a problem to go out and like get the no. You with me? And so part of this idea of can it be easy? Can fundraising be easy? First starts by the before and after. It's almost like the way that you think about it before you actually make the offer, like make the the pitch matters. Because if you go into a meeting with a potential funder, as if you're going to do your taxes, right? With that mindset of just dread and heaviness and, oh, you know, you're going to leave feeling so depleted, regardless of how it went. You're going to leave being like, Jesus, that was intense. Because you came up and, and, and on the heels of weeks and weeks and weeks or days and hours of just grind, heavy, hard, rumination, overthinking. Instead, that same process on the back end too. So like take the middle out, take the part we're actually in the meeting, having, having the chat And then on the back end, too, if you go out of that and you're like, God, that was, you're, you're, again, ruminating. You're sort of doing that post 
debrief where you're like, I shouldn't have said that. That was weird. I should have, I mean, you know, I, I got tongue tied there. I didn't know what to say there. Or the look on their face was kind of strange. I think I was unclear. If you're just self-criticizing, guess what else that is? Heavy, hard, grinding, not fun. If you're telling yourself, well, that didn't work further away to, than my goal ever. Heavy, hard, grinding, not fun. If instead there is that lightness and you're actually saying like, what in this is helpful? What in this is something that I want to take and learn from and debrief on that is helpful, you know, that I want to bring with me next time? It's a lot more fun and it's a lot easier. And making sure that you don't take your work home with you, even if you work from home. So making sure that you're allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable. You're allowing yourself to feel like bummed, sad, rejected, disappointed if it doesn't, if it's a no, right? If it doesn't go how you want it to go. And you sort of have your own support system in place where you're not going to berate yourself, right? Where you're not going to like just criticize yourself or tell yourself, I got to go do more, do more, do more in order to make more. Because the amount of time I I can guarantee you the amount of time you're spending in that pre ample phase of the rumination and the overthinking, that's where you could have a lot more fun and buy your time back simply by not doing that piece, right? And it's ends up being this much more easeful business, this much, much more easeful, balanced place because you're not, it's like you're putting yourself on a roller coaster and instead you're like, you know what? I'm getting off the ride. Like I don't have to be on this ride. So here's my homework for you or here's my hope for you is as you go into a busy season, a busy week, a stressful meeting, a stressful marketing campaign, something you just have some tightness around or some like big hopes and you're not sure you can do it. Like take a moment right down and be like, where could I, what, what's the lowest hanging fruit? What could make it, what, what could I do to make this easy? And it might be a little brain bendy because you might be like, there's nothing, there's nothing I can do that would make this easy, but that's not true. There's something you can do to make this easy. And the first thing would be how you talk to yourself, how you talk to yourself through it in the planning phase, how you talk to yourself in the launch phase, and how you talk to yourself in the debrief phase, right? So if this is a marketing campaign, you understand what I'm saying, because I teach this in my programs, that pre-launch, that warm up, right? The pre-game. How you talk to yourself in that phase matters. It makes the difference on whether or not you feel burned out and stressed out. And during the campaign itself, you know, when I run campaigns in my own business, one of the things I do to take care of myself is I don't book a bunch of crap that week. So if I'm in the middle of a campaign launch, I'm not going to inundate myself, my calendar with a bunch of, of, stress, air quotes, stressful work or a bunch of meetings or a bunch of things that I know would would ca- would create a lot of bandwidth issues, right? So if I'm in the middle of a launch, I purposefully leave my calendar as spacious as possible so that if I want to be nimble during the launch and write another email, host another live, do something or go for a walk, or <laughs> read a book, or anything else that I'm I'm baking that in, so that I'm not like, go, 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 grind, grind, grind. And I didn't used to do that, because 
I thought that a launch meant that it was like, oh, hands on deck 24-7. And I think a lot of people think fundraising is that way too. A lot of people think marketing campaigns are that way too, where it's like when you're in the campaign, it's it's intense. And it can be, but it doesn't have to be. And I find that it's a lot more fun when I treat it the way I build it out and, and create it the way that allows for creativity, allows for spaciousness, allows for things. It's okay if things don't go exactly how I planned or hoped, but I've built into my schedule some space to be nimble with it. Okay. So that's what I've got for you. Take some time. You're going to talk, you're going to ask yourself, where can I make this easy? How could I make this easy? And my two first spots for you would be in that, in that pregame phase right? Of how you're talking to yourself, how you're thinking about the thing, right? And allowing it to like be lighter. And then in the post-launch, in the debrief, after it's done, same piece, how you're talking to yourself, allowing it to be lighter, allowing you to glean information that is helpful, but not self-criticism, constructive criticism. That's the only thing. Like, it's like, you know, nope, it's not going to be self-criticism. It's only going to be constructive. I'm only going to write down what's actually helpful for me and my organization to grow. Let me know if this resonated with you. And I want to give a special shout out to a couple of you who have reached out recently and have said that you've been loving the podcast and it meant the world to me because, you know, it's unlike an email <laughs> or social. It is it is like you're putting your content out into the world and you're not sure who's listening. And so when you actually tell me, ear to ear smiles, virtual high fives, thank you, thank you. So um, yeah, continue to do that. I would love that. And if you haven't yet, please take a moment to review and rate the podcast because it helps it show up in other feeds and is very, very important so that other organizations can see this content too. I will see you next time like what you're hearing and want to take this to the next level, I want to invite you to go to purposeandprofit.club to watch my free class. In there, I will tell you the number one thing that's keeping your nonprofit or social impact business stuck and what to do instead. Go to purposeandprofit.club. Think you've reached out to everyone in your network? Are you out of ideas to get noticed and get funded? I hear you. That's why I'm giving you a chance to steal my prospect list. Yes, you can generate leads for your nonprofit or impact-driven business. Grab my mini training and list delivered to your inbox instantly. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash prospect.